The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Welcome to the Two Robbies podcast with me, Robbie Musto, and him, Robbie Earl, talking Premier League football. And this was Match Week 26. Now, of course, we'll get to all the big games, the big clubs, the big stories. But Match Week 26 will be remembered for one big headline. Manchester City's hammering of Chelsea Football Club 6-0. That's the worst ever Premier League result for Chelsea. Uh, and a shocking game, Robbie, oh, my mm. friend. And we have to start there. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of tough to know where to start because mm. there was so much to talk about and so much kind of shock and awe when you saw this game play out. Yeah. Do you want to start with Chelsea or do you want uh, to start with the, 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 the winners of this game and at the top of the league right now on, on goal difference, Manchester City? I think we should start with City. Yeah. They won. Um, it's one of those matches this weekend uh, and I was saying to Beckford, kind of tough one to call this. I said, could be a few goals in it. I said... Could even be a scoring draw. And if somebody said to me there was six, there was six goals in the game, and I didn't know, I'd probably said, what, three each? Because what I know about Chelsea when they're good and they're up for it and they, 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 they fancy the challenge, that they can be a test for anyone. And I put Manchester City in. They can be a test for anyone in, in this league. Higuain is a centre-forward they've been desperate for for so long. To see six goals, to, to be 4 nil down with 25 minutes on the clock for a team that two years ago were, tit- were, were title winners, mm. were, were celebrating the title, it, 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 it's, such a, mm. it's such a contrasting position to be in. And Manchester City dominated possession, were physically better, were mentally sharper, were hungrier, were... were, were some of the things with Manchester City when you play them, Rob, is, is about like, you know, that's just a brilliant ball. That's just, you know, the Aguero goal. That's, that's a bit of brilliance. But, but when they work harder than you, when they press better than you, when they do the things that everybody can do better than you, you've got a problem. And the biggest compliment I can give for Manchester City is two things stood out for me. One, the hunger of this team stood out like a man. You know, these are champion players. These are people who've got silverware. These are people who've got plenty of money. So all the reasons why Chelsea and and some players don't deliver, Man City could have. The other thing I was thinking was, if I'm a Liverpool player right now, I'm thinking, wow. By the way, we cannot afford to take our foot off the gas because the team that are chasing us are in prime position and in prime sort of fettle right now. This is really this is, and I apologise to the Man City fans, right, Rob? But but I've got very little to say about Man City from this game. Very little because there's no, it, it, of course the games that we watch, Rob, we make mm. notes, and there's one side yeah. of the paper for one team and yeah. the other side of the paper for the other. I, I was busy <laughs> writing notes on the right hand side. City was nothing. All I've got on City, eleventh Premier League hat trick for Aguero. Well done, mate. Brilliant, yeah. Mister Mister Sitter scored that... a goal. Sorry, go on, mate. Uh, no, no, yeah. and. and and, and Raheem Sterling gave Aspilicueta mm. a bit of a doing down that side, which is a surprise to yeah. me. They didn't have to play very well, Rob. They didn't have to work very hard. Didn't have to do anything. There's nothing that was out out of the ordinary mm. or particularly brilliant with that performance because of Chelsea's inability to do anything uh, in terms of matching them. So the lineup was was an expected lineup. Mm. They played really well. Um, I think we expected David Silva to play, but it was uh, Gundogan who played in there. And City did their thing, and they punished Chelsea for the mistakes. They punished Chelsea for trying to go toe-to-toe. For, they punished Chelsea for, happen- mm. for having an open game. But for Manchester City, I didn't learn anything. They, 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 they played really well, and they won this game super easy in second gear, Rob. They didn't have to work hard to win the game. So that's why I'm apologising, because other than that, there's nothing to add for City. Nothing to add. We know they've got a brilliant striker. We know that they control most games. We know that they get in behind. But there was nothing extraordinary, because they didn't need to be. 
Because when we switch to Chelsea, it's all about Chelsea performance in this game mm. that made it a comfortable game for Manchester City. And there's nothing to add. I've got very little to add because it was so normal, expected, comfortable, second gear at best in the second half. Uh, and they did, of course, they did what they had to do, but nothing that we haven't seen before. It was all about Chelsea's inabilities in this game that made it 6-0 more than me come on here and say, wow, City were flipping unbelievable because they weren't. They didn't have to be. That's the headline. I, th- I think you're doing City a slight disservice there. I-, I think we've seen teams in this league, players in this league, who have got great ability, as, as much quality, but don't deliver. Teams who don't press the ball as hard, who don't yeah, but we know they do back. all that, Rob. But we haven't learned no, but they don't different. do it. They don't There's do no... everything. They don't do everything. We've seen them at Newcastle, Rob. We've seen them at uh, yeah. Leicester. Very, we've seen very them have few and far few, between. Few days. Well, and we said there's a bit of a question mark about them now. I think we've got to say that they, they, they've, they've shown us that there's a hunger still in the belly. We questioned, you know, it's champions. Does a little bit of that hunger go? Yeah, okay. It, it, it doesn't, Rob. When they're chasing down balls, when, when their flare players are running down, when, when um, Ryan Sterling, as you said, not only flying past Asper Lequette and giving him an absolute nightmare time, mm. but winning the ball back, but getting his shape and all those little things, I think that that's a credit to Manchester City and Pep Guardiola that might, you might be doing them a slight disservice. No, listen, there's no question. Mm. They, they, they get that Newcastle um, result and, you know, Pep said after the game today that they all they kind of looked at each other yeah. and had a big, long chat about it. They've wrecked it. They beat Manchester City. They beat Everton. And now they've hammered Chelsea. I just, just in this one-off game, Rob. Yeah. I, I, yep, well done. Well done, City. They're at it. And, and it, was, it was just normal service. And, and that's what makes it shocking that 6-0 doesn't have me... Who, who love to eulogise and and you know appreciate the city football and all that? I, I, I there's nothing there's nothing mm. really to because it wasn't anything that was that stunningly brilliant. Um, so, so you said and, and you make you make the point that you know Pep after the Newcastle game yeah. had, had a big long chat and I think yes. we said uh, might be number, that might be defining for for, for Man City that might just be the mm. wake up call they needed. So mm. after Chelsea lost at mm. Bournemouth four 0 recently um, at Vitality. There was a big long chat by the Chelsea manager. He threw out his coaches. He had a big long fifty-minute apparently chat and, and argument and sorted things out with his Chelsea players. They win five 0 against Huddersfield. So after their chat, how can you put a performance in like they did today, and that chat have had any kind of benefit? Mm. Um, this go again. You immediately think about wow, why how and who to blame for this performance. Um, and, and in recent podcasts and recent weeks, I've kind of said this, this, is, this is both here, by the way. This, mm. this is a lot to do with the players that we've seen this before from different managers go from first to 10th, first to fifth in the Premier League. And Sari's having an issue trying to get the best out of the team. So there's, a, there's certainly a, an acceptance from me that, yeah. that this group is hard to get going. But it is the manager's role. And the manager has been stubborn in his system. He's been so stubborn in his team selections. And, it, and this was another really stubborn performance from the manager, Rob. Now, I, for me, this was damaging for the manager. Now, I support him. I kind of like him. I know what he's trying to do. Um, would I like to see him try a few different things and make some changes? Yes, I would. But I, I've always said, I think in the last show, just... People just just let him get on with it and let's see you know how he does. Give him yeah. some more games. Yeah. This was damaging. It was damaging because there was no sense from this team. And we'll get on to the players, Rob, because yeah. of course there's a there's a split here of how much you want to put on the manager and the players. But from the manager, in terms of the tactical setup, in terms of the players' kind of preparation, there was nothing in this performance, this start, that said. We gotta be. We gotta make sure we're defensively strong. Mm. We gotta make sure that we're we're in our shape. And and a four three three, as yeah. we know, can yeah. be flexible. Can be high four three three. Can be a four five one. Mm. You can within that system and his system, you can be more defensive and more cautious, a little bit more cautious. Yeah. But Sari didn't do it. It's all about his football. He defends with possession, and for the most part, that works out great. They don't have an awful defensive record, but when you're away at Man City. And when you're prepared to try and play out and you go toe-to-toe and you're going to have an open game and you're going to try and play from the back and when they get the ball, you're not going to be bothered about your shape or pressing very well or, or, or just being mentally ready for it, then that's what you get. 
I, yeah. I, you know, I'll let you come in there, Rob, because yeah. that was my first impression. I was like, wow, this team isn't prepared tactically or emotionally or <coughs> mentally that mm. this is Man City away. And they're, they're a brilliant footballing yeah. team. So we've mm. got to make sure that we do certain things and track certain runners and be switched on mm. at set pieces and don't make mistakes and press and make it hard for them to play. Not one bit. It was all yeah. about what they did with the ball and it was a bad day for that and they got hammered. There's a lot of talk about systems and obviously the sorry ball in the 4-3-3 and, mm. and, and I just wanted to, to go back to the Antonio Conte because he came in with, with a 3-4-3 three, three kind of system, 3-3 three, three at the back and, and the wing backs and, and then players underneath the striker and that was a system that pretty much he stuck to and won the title Rob but that system had players playing well in it functioning properly and getting the best out of the players that it had mm. the 4-3-3 three, three that, that Sorry it seems to be wedded to and that's okay if you're wedded to a system, but yeah. your players have to be playing well and have to get the best out of individuals. And when you go to Manchester City, and I thought this was really interesting, and Ryan Sterling talked about it uh, with, with Pep and Man City, is that he prepares for every game. Sometimes he throws in a different system to, to upset the balance of the opposition and you know they have to work out what Man City are doing. With Chelsea, all week you knew what was coming. There was absolutely no surprise, no intrigue, no oh, wonder which what, what they're going to do. You know, you can plan from the first day you get to the to the, la- the day before the game of exactly how you're going to go play against Chelsea because you know what they're going to give you. And, and when these players aren't playing anywhere near their capacity, Chelsea become quite easy to play against. But, but th- that being said, Rob, it's not as though there haven't been teams before, good teams, champion, mm. champion teams, that you, know what, you don't know what you're going to get. I mean, Mourinho's teams, for the most part, is champion teams. You yeah. know what you're going to get. Yeah. So I don't know whether... You, I but you've got to be playing well. That's what I'm yes, saying. You've got to yeah, be playing yeah, well, yeah, and yeah. the system's got to suit your, your players. Argument, your own. argument of, of, a, of, a, of a team knowing what somebody's going to do when they come to yeah. you... I don't know. Is, is, I mean, no, the, I'm you, saying it's okay if your team are playing well and yeah. the individuals... Well, that's a but, different but, argument. But, no, but what I'm saying is... So I'm trying to say is that his team aren't playing well and the individuals, that's why he's got to change the system. Mm. If the system was playing well and the players were, you go on, carry on. Mm. Go, go and take it. Yeah, we, we know he's stubborn. We know he's stubborn. And now the more that you see him, you listen to him and you watch his teams, um, that's what we're seeing. It's just, again, Rob, I, I'll be honest with you. I don't, have a, I don't have a huge problem with a guy that loves a system mm. and, and, and will stick to it. But you've got to change some of the personnel. You've got to tweak it a little bit. And if you've got to bring Kante in alongside Jorginho mm. for a little bit, then do that. Mm. And I think, you know, particularly against Man City away, uh, you know, it, 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 that, that, that a 6-0 scoreline in the manner... And the, and the shambolic kind of defending, organisation, mm. effort, body language, everything else. It has to be, and we'll, I want to get on and talk about the players' responsibility next, Rob, but that is damaging for Mauricio Sarri. And, you know, we know what it's like at Chelsea. Mm. He, he might, who knows, he could get fired tomorrow. Yeah. He could get given the season. He could get given longer than that if mm. they believe that the culture and the football, these players at the club right now need to be switched out because it's this kind of boom and bust situation mm. with this current squad. But, but, but make no mistake, and I've kind of, in some ways, not made excuses, but I've kind of like been a bit more not so 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 kind of harsh on the manager because a lot of us do with the players. Today for me, you know, that fifty fifty is more on the manager. I didn't like what I saw in terms of his setup and the mentality of the group to be ready to defend. And that is a tactical thing. You can still be in the same system and you've got to be ready to defend. Now it, 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 we, you know, we should go on and talk about the players. No, let, let's just stay one, one minute. Yeah, just, okay. I just yeah. want to continue with the manager. Cool a couple then. of things, and I want to get your take on them. I'm mm. going to give you my take before, and, yep. and then you, you can shoot me down if you, if you like. Mm. The manager over the last few weeks has talked about motivation and, and, and the team being up for it, and he talked about a lack of leadership in, in, in the team. And I thought today he showed a lack of leadership. And... I get the sense. I get why he, st- he storms off the pitch, Rob. But he should shake the hand of Pep Guardiola. Mm. He should. Ch- he's the leader of the football. You can. You can shake the hand. You can. You don't have to make a big thing. You don't have to talk to him. Shake the hand and go down. Take ownership of, of your team and take ownership of the situation. Mm. Him walking down the, the tunnel. 
I saw as a slight fall. I saw saw as a guy like I've got to get out of here. And 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 I'll 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 throw this one out now. And, and Rebecca and I were talking uh, du- during the the game. It wouldn't surprise me if this guy resigned. By the way, I think he's that kind of per- character personality. He might not wait to be sacked. He might resign and say, you know what, this group of players ain't for me. And I know that that in most cases that wouldn't happen. And his agent would be saying, you never resign because you don't get the payoffs and all that. He's a different cat. He's, he's been brought up differently. He's come from a different place. I just think he might go, you know what? This group of players, I'm going to show them that, that, that they can't work. Uh, I can't work with them. And he could walk away. I don't think... I, 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 yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not, not saying it's going to happen. I, 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 I'm not yeah, saying it's going to... He, he's that type of personality. I don't know if he is. I, I said that's a big kind of call to make that, Rob. We, do we really have any, any kind of evidence of that? You know... Further down in his career, or, or no, but not that he walks. I, I don't not see that he him walks away. away. I don't and, see him and, giving and, up on this. No, I, I just not that don't. he gives up. I think it might be his way of publicly publicly saying, "You don't understand that this group of players are are, are, are so unmotivated, so that it, it, it makes my job difficult." Not like I don't I don't want the challenge, and and a little bit more how it seemed to me Wagner went on mutual terms. I, I didn't like that mm. as much. I think his thing will be like. I'll show people that I don't want to stay for the money and this group of players are, are mm. the issue. Mm. And, and if they think that I'm the problem, I'll go away and mm. they can bring in someone else and then they'll see the same problems again. Yeah, I, I, know, what you're, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. It's almost like a, a stand on principle. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I'm not going to work. Mm. I, I can't, you know, I, I'd be really surprised. I mean, I think afterwards he said, didn't he, that, that people asked him about it. Does he feel yeah. pressure on his yeah. job? And you said, well, he said, I, you know, you have to ask yeah. the club. You know, I feel there's always pressure. So, I don't think I know what you I know what you're getting at. Um, again, I'd be surprised. It's a it's a really difficult situation right now. He's in his first season, by the way. What's he at? Six months there yeah. or something? Six or seven months. He's got a He'll cup final longer. in a couple of weeks. He's he? got a cup final in a couple of weeks. Um, you know, I I just for this particular game, like wow, you in you know for this city away, you gotta you gotta make sure these players are set up to be able to handle. City a little bit more than just thinking in a stubborn, maybe selfish way mm. that our football, my football, will find a way. This City, they're a great team, but we can be great as well. They ain't ready for that, and they got caught out badly. Individual areas as well, and switching off at the set piece, yeah. and then Ross Barkley's header, etc. Mm. Of course, doesn't help. But even when you're one or two nil down, Rob, I, you know, it, champion teams, good teams, like. Mm. Teams with character, you see a reaction, you see an effort, you see a, a, a bounce. Like, you know, let's try and get back in the game. Or you see a few people throwing a fist around, like, you know, just, or just trying to get people wound up and try and get people going. There was nothing. I mean, at 4 0 in 22 minutes, I think I tweeted out, this could get, like, really ugly, like sevens or eights. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't that far away. Now, that, that of course, looks bad on the manager, but, but let's switch it to the players. Because, can a group of players, Rob, it. it no matter what the manager's done, and we've just criticised the manager, or I have, for setting them up without a, a focus, a defensive focus on what this game is going to entail. And yet, when it does go wrong, for there to be nothing, nothing from the players in terms of digging deep, rolling their sleeves up, showing some sort of determination to get back into the game, they just rolled over mm-hmm. with the body language and everything else. And, you know, it, it, it's we've talked about this on previous shows, that this squad of players in terms of winning titles, is probably done. There's been a big... We had a chat Take the probably out, is done. Yeah. Well, we had a little chat, Rob, before, mm. before we got on here. And, and, you know, this Chelsea kind of team over the last five, ten years has won a lot of stuff. But it was, it was based on a lot of top players from your Lampards, your Terrys, your Drogbas, mm. and then you, your Costas and your modern-day guys of Azards that's come in and done a great job. Those players have drifted and are drifting out. They're, it's a time for transition for me. Um, that's what's needed at this football club in the summer to get some players out. Azard will probably go, um, and it's probably the right call if, he, if his head's not in it and he wants to go to Real Madrid. And there's other players, ageing players, defensive situation needs looking at. So that for me has got to happen because this group, it's and, and people are not. It, it's, it's three times now where a manager has had a has, a, has had a job trying to get this team to be consistent week out to want to win, to work hard every single week. They don't. They don't. When it's going well, I've said this before, when it's something special happening, where they're going to win a title, they're up for it, of course. But as soon as they're not in that title challenge, they just they just can't be bothered. It doesn't interest them or excite them. And we have this drop-off. And Mauricio Sarri now is dealing with that. Um, 
and that is a big problem for him married with his kind of stubborn tactics that's why you're seeing this kind of uh, recent drop off for me well, well i i guarantee you maybe pep guardiola aside you put another manager into this football club with the same group of players you get the same results so i think we identify that the players for me for me are, are becoming a big issue we keep going back to the John Terry, Frank Lampard, DJ Drogba, Petr Cech, good pros around your football club. But any club could go back to the, to the halcyon days and that. Chelsea have got to get, got to start understanding where they are now. And this, the, Chelsea might have to go three or four bare years to rebuild again, to restock again, to come again mm. and, and get some, some dominance in football. So yeah. that might be getting rid of Marcus Alonso and David Luiz and... and Pedro, Pedro and Hazard. Yeah, and all those guys who are, who are on mm. the fringes and looking for deals and maybe I've got one, think they've got one more, more deal in them, but are not that committed to it. Maybe it's time for that and introduce the new child. Find the new John Terry. Find the new Frank Lampard. Find the new Didier Drogba. And guess what? In the year or two, they might not be champions like those yeah. guys weren't before the Mourinho era and whatever. But mm. give them time, build a spirit, get them playing the right football and Chelsea can come again. Yeah, and... And, and rebuilding like that, you're saying find the next Lampard, the next Terry. Mm. I mean, how hard is that? Well, and you have sure. got a competition now in Europe, in, 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 well, apart from the Premier League and European football, what everybody's trying to find those next stars. Mm. But you're right. I think that's what they've got to try and do. They've got to restock. They had a really mm. good decade of recruitment, achievement, and everything else. Uh, and all those trophies and new managers coming and went, and they, they won things. They won things because they sell a lot of good players at the football club. Yeah. And I think right now we're seeing that the, they're not so good anymore. And it's the, 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 the great days and the motivated days are becoming fewer and fewer, and you've got to make changes. I suppose it's going to come down, you know, in terms of this little kind of, this, this, this mix of manager fault yeah. and players fault. Football club now, Chelsea Football Club. Yeah. What are you going to do? Are you, are you, you know, and it might be, by the way, that at the end of the season we have enough data and fact from what we've seen on the pitch mm. that you know what this is in transition. Mauricio Sarri not good enough. You finish sixth, yeah. you know, not good enough. You go, and a lot of the players go as well. It could be one of those, or you know, they can they or they try and plow on. They try and keep Hazard. They try and keep it going with a different mm. manager. You said it on air, Rob, that if they just fire the guy right now, yeah. A new manager comes in and just takes the problems. Yeah. Just takes the problems. Do, do and you, and do, that's a problem. It's interesting because I know you, you always go on this one and always say that, you know, managers can have time. Often the fans can have a bit, kind of quite a big influence on, on how long a manager is. Do you still think that Chelsea fans, enough fans are with him or are still behind him, are still believing that Sarri is a guy? Because I get the sense, and it's only a sense from people mm. I talk to and social media, that, that mm. fewer and fewer are starting to, to be behind this guy. I think that's absolutely right. And again, I started this show by saying this was incredibly damaging for Michel Sarri. Mm. And I think it is throughout, through the media, through the fans, through the football club, through the players. I mean, and I know we've just talked about how it's split the blame here for this is the players and the manager. But we all know it, the last buck uh, does fall on the manager and at 6-0 with that manner. Wow. I mean, that, that's going to take some recovery. And, and you know what? I hope he get, gets the time and I hope he gets it back on track. And, I, I, you know, for Chelsea fans' sake, I hope that they, they find some form again. But that is such a stunning headline of the worst ever Premier League defeat under this guy on the back of comments before that a lot of people didn't like about he couldn't motivate this group. Yeah. I mean, there's something in it. I'm sure there's something in it. But by saying that, you know, he 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 upset a lot of fans and stuff. So I tell you, that's going to take some recovery, Rob, for, mm. for this guy at this football club. I just, I just, you know, it's important to put out there that this isn't about him. It isn't about all about the players or the manager. It's a combination of both. But this for me was a bad day for Michel Sarri and how he set his team up and how they played, of course. Yeah, let's um, move it on from um, Richard. Sorry, I think we've exhausted um, Chelsea and, and their problems. Interesting over the next couple of weeks to see what, what happens and what comes out, out of Chelsea Football Club because they don't tend to give managers too much no. time. Uh, let's move it to Anfield, Rob, because before this game, Liverpool, there seemed to be a feeling that this, this team were nervous, that maybe the wobble's going to come. There's duels against Leicester and West Ham. People were starting to say that you know maybe this is the time they lose a few games. I thought this was quite an impressive result, considering 
all the, the talk and, and the so-called pressure that was around them. I thought it was quite a comprehensive win, and, and it was a 3-0 win against Bournemouth and could have been more. Yeah, I mean, this is exactly what they needed. I mean, I, I think in the last show, Rob, I remember saying that the Liverpool just got to get back to being good, get back to being very good, get back to being that good that you can win games easily. The start was... was was startling how quick they started this counter press that that we hear this pre- mm. this counter press term well it, it was a pretty good example and it basically means is they're on the front foot they're attacking and then they give the ball away and they could be at risk of getting countered and of mm. course they win the ball straight back again if people out there are not quite sure what that term means that's what it means you're attacking I mean, Barcelona did it, didn't they? Of the Pep yeah, Barcelona, where they way. give it away, but then they get the thing back so back, quickly. Yeah. That's a mm-hmm. counter. They're stopping a counterattack basically by winning the ball back. Liverpool did that fan- brilliantly in the game. Mm-hmm. Absolutely brilliant in the game, and the quality uh, the, of the finishes and the goals and mm-hmm. some of the football was like, that's it. Yeah. That's that's yeah. what's Liverpool's got to the them to this situation in, in the, the title race, and we saw it again. So top marks to the manager for getting those players grounded again, rested, prepared, ready for that game. It was going to be a big game. They've been a little bit nervous at home the last couple of results. But I just thought that was back to really yeah. good Liverpool. Interesting, Rob. 4-3-3. Yeah, so went we back to th- that old shape, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, what, I do was... you th- what do you think? What's, I, what's the I deal thought, with that? I thought it was a bit like, a, like muscle memory. Let's go back to those days. Mm. Salah get out to the right. Mane from the left. Firmino looked Happier again, and much, we started much to better. started much to join better. the play. And the three in midfield, when Alderm is, I've said to you, I think he's, he's mm. a number one midfield choice now. Um, Pabino's having having a bigger in- influence on games. I just thought that, 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 that that's Liverpool back to being free again, playing full. Some yes. of the combinations, Rob, from midfield to forward play, were, were back to early season stuff where they just look back to Liverpool. And I thought it was a big week for Jurgen Klopp, and he deserves a lot of credit because. His players looked free. And not that there was huge pressure on, but there was definitely a little push from the media. As if, you know, some people were hoping we get the little hiccup here and then we can start saying, nah, I told you, Liverpool fans. Well, mm-hmm. it, it didn't come, and credit to Klopp. And I, and I say, I think he went back to that old, let's mm. just go back to what we were, what we knew, when we were good, when we were free. No, let's not think about this too hard. Mm. It's, it's a good sign as well, isn't it? Because yeah. it obviously... They now they played the four two three one for long periods of this season. It's been the main reason that got them to this point. Really, they start with four three three. It wasn't really. Remember at the start, it was a little bit clunky, yeah, not very yeah, good. They switched yeah. to Salah up front, and they did really, really good. So he's got he's kind of got his his tactical setups. Like he's done them really well, hasn't he? Because they, yeah, they, they he, started to struggle a little bit. He's gone back to 4-3-3 mm-hmm. and they got the success. So so well done to him for doing that. And also, the players now will be very confident and, and grooved in both of these systems. So whatever's happening, yeah, if, it, if there's a couple of games or even moments in matches or a period in game where it's not going great, they can say, you know what, let's switch to the other system, mm-hmm. big on Shakiri to the right-hand side, whatever it is. Um, so so, so that, that deserves credit as well because it, it's nice to have that flexibility. Naby Keita, much better. Mm. Much better performance from him. Yeah. yeah, and Fabinho, as you said, I mean... He's growing into this role now, isn't he? Where I think when you used to watch him at the start, you, every time he gets it, you're like, oh, yeah, what's he going to do with it? Look, yeah. He's kind of comfortable now and he doesn't make many errors and some of his forward passing is better than you might expect from a defensive guy. So I thought he did really well. Trent Alexander-Arnold, Rob, is a, is a big plus. Yeah. Came into the game at right back. They need those defending players back there. So I thought it was... I was really impressed. Really impressed. And they did everything that... that I guess if you're a Liverpool fan, you wanted to see. Forget yeah. it, forget about the title race. Let's get out there. The yeah. fans were behind them. There's none of that kind mm. of nervous quietness in the stadium. And it was a, a back to kind of best Liverpool with that combination playing. And Roberto Firmino, as you said earlier, Rob, it's, he's so important to this team. Yeah. And he has been off it. But, but from minute one, charging around, closing down, getting on the ball, mm. creating space for others. I thought he was back to a really good performance as well. So this was, this was good, good. From Liverpool and, and, it, and well needed. It was an important as well, Rob, because the next Premier League game happens to be at Old Trafford mm. on uh, in February twenty fourth. Yeah, at Old Trafford. That's on NBC FN. Uh, 9.05 a.m. kickoff Eastern time, and it it, w- it would have been. Difficult for them to go in even with another draw. A United team that, that's flying, a United team that you know is going to be up for that match. So I just thought it was, it was a great confidence boost and, and a return to the good old days and almost like a, a, 
a boost for from now to yeah, the end of the season. Really was. It, it really feels was. like we'll look, we look. Let's look forward to the end of the season. Yeah. I got the sense last week as though it was all becoming too much. It was a bit like, oh, I don't really want to be in a title race if this hour fit. It felt like, you know, come on, enjoy it. We enjoy you. You, you played some brilliant football. You're in a title race, for, you know, a bona fide race for, for, the, mm. for the first time for a long time. Enjoy mm. it and enjoy your football. Yeah, they were limping along a little bit, weren't they? They're yeah. kind of limping to the, to the finish line instead of powering mm. through it. And like that, you know, that confidence performance should, should get yeah. them thinking like, listen, this is what we can do. We deserve to be there. And they're going to be there or thereabouts. It's going yeah. to go right down to the wire, as Pep says. Just a quick note, you know, losing the FA Cup means right now, Rob, they've got 10 days off. Yeah. They got a 10-day window before they play Bayern Munich in the Champions League uh, at Anfield. Yeah. And then they've got that, of course, the, the Sunday after game. that. Yeah. So, you know, I remember saying at the time that, yeah, of course you want to be in all competitions, but that enough nice. Mm. They got this window now. I'm not sure they're going to go away again. I'm, I'm not sure about that, but no. time to recover, to rest, to, to enjoy that performance and to prepare um, for the next few weeks because yeah. you're absolutely right. There's Bayern Munich at home. Man United away, Watford at home, then Everton and Merseyside Derby away from home yeah. uh, into the beginning of March. So it, it gets difficult. Um, but that was good. That was good stuff from Liverpool and, and, and back to, to what the fans want to see. Yep. So Liverpool uh, did their job before Man City played. City obviously won and go back on top on goal difference. The third team in the race, Robbie Mustard, we must stress they are still in the race. Tottenham yep. Hotspur, 3-1 winners against Leicester City. Youngman's son again coming up with an important goal for the team to, to make uh, the third goal and, and make it a comfortable situation for, for Spurs, who didn't have it all their own way in this one. I, I was quite impressed with Leicester at times. I thought they, they started the game well, the good combination play. I mean, big news was Jamie Vardy didn't start, was on the bench, and, and uh, Claude Powell said he wanted to take a little bit of the pressure off him that he, that he has a he has the shoulder of leading the line, which is an interesting way way of putting that he, he's not starting him. Um, so let, let's talk about the game. And also, I want to get your view on, because I think we might have differing views on the Jamie Vardy coming on as a sub and taking the penalty <laughs> routine mm. uh, that, that mm. happened. But first, Spurs, let's give them a little bit of credit because yeah. they keep hanging in there, Rob. You know, however we, we, we look at it. They're mm. on 60 points now, and they are five points behind Liverpool and, yeah. and, and Man City, and they're still in a race. Yeah, I mean, this wasn't good Spurs, was it? It no. wasn't good Spurs, no. but I think at this, t- at this moment in time for this club, given their injuries and given what's coming up, who cares? Mm. Who cares? It's about the three points. It's yeah. about the victory. They weren't, you know, Hyomin's son, I thought, had a poor game until he, he goes through in the end and yeah. makes it 3-1, and, and that's great, and he kept plugging away. Um, I thought Harry Winks was excellent mm. as a defensive holding midfield player, the bottom of that diamond. He he is, an, you know, another one that's, that's a really important, very mm. good player for Spurs. He's a very good player, and he, and he will be for a long time, of course, still very young, Harry Winks. So I thought he was impressive. Hugo Lloris had to come up with some big saves, by the yeah, way. You know, yeah. Save the penalty. Okay, so you know, yeah. Other saves he had to make as well. And we will talk about Leicester because there's a lot mm. of good stuff about mm. Leicester, I thought, in the game. Yeah. Um, but, but Spurs, you know, this is one of those. And Liverpool and other teams have had them throughout the season. They don't play great and it's not pretty and it's, they look a little tired at times. But they got the, the victory there and limped over the line a little bit. But that's 10 wins out of 12 in the Premier League. Mm. Finding ways to win. We know that Harry Kane isn't far away. Delhi as well, I don't think is too far away. So yeah. if they can keep this going, and if they can keep that gap at five points, you know, going forward over mm. the next few weeks, you know, whether they get in this new stadium or not, I don't know. I mean, Pochettino not has happening. said, wow, what a flipping, what a, that's, that's bad, isn't it? That's it bad, bad from the club if they don't get in it. I'll be really surprised if they, if they do. Just yeah. want to ask you, because I know we, we want to talk a little bit about, about the Royal situation and then give Leicester a little bit of love and, and mm-hmm. hopefully Claude Poil gets a bit of patience. I don't know if you heard the interview before the the, the game. After we'd done uh, the teams, we went to Pochettino and he talked about, you know, resting a few players, Alderweireld and, and whatever, because obviously they've got the, the game against Dortmund midweek against Wednesday. And then he did the, the Poch thing, which was like... You know, a bit disappointed to be playing on Sunday and then got a game Wednesday. And it was a, and I always think he he throws something a little bit negative out there. And I'm, and I'm not sure what he does that for or if that's part of his personality. Was that part of that little bit about the winning bit? And go, I mean, one, it just gives a little bit of negativity to the situation. Is, is it if things don't go well? I mean, some teams are playing in the Champions League played yesterday, Manchester United, and are playing Tuesday. Tuesday yeah. They play, so Spurs play Sunday and play Wednesday, same last time. I mean, 
It's something I don't like in Poch. It's a little something I I, I find a little bit irritating about him. Yeah, I know what you mean, Rob. I mean, to be fair, other managers at times have moaned about fixtures. Jürgen Klopp's moaned about fixtures. Um, I think has Pep moaned in, in the past. Pep as well. a little bit about Christmas, I think, saying it, it was ridiculous yeah. the amount of games. You know, the, the yeah, players are but, going but, to but be. I'm, I mean, I'm with you. I mean, like Sunday to Wednesday, it just means that it's Wednesday to Saturday. They got Burnley yeah. away, so it's a, you know you haven't got a Tuesday to Saturday gap for the next Premier League game. They got a, one day less there. Don't but big clubs have to do this? Rob? Exactly, they do. Of Winning they clubs do. have to do this. And the next match, they, the next Champions League match day might be different. They probably play on a mm. Tuesday or whatever it is. So it, it, yeah, I, I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. You you, you shouldn't. You, you want your manager yeah. to, to kind of rise above that and, mm. and, and just kind of give an air of confidence yeah. that we've got this, we're in control. Mm. Um, as if it's like, you know, we're hanging on here, guys. Yeah. Like we've yeah. got this fixture situation, we've got injured mm. players, and, you know, I haven't got any money and all that, which we all know, and you yeah. get, that's why they get tremendous respect for what they're doing. But, but yeah, I mean, I don't think it's a big thing, Rob, no, about it. No, it's not a big thing. It's just a little thing that just irritates me a bit with him because he's such a good manager. They're going so mm. well. Just keep it going. Keep the positivity mm. there. Yeah. But good. I mean, good for them. Spurs, 3-1 mm. yeah. victory. Fine. Uh, keep it going. They keep yeah. winning. We won a three-horse race. Well, let's keep it going until May. Absolutely. Absolutely. Leicester City, Rob. Mm. I mean, you know, sometimes people say we don't talk about some of the, 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 the yeah. not-so-big clubs. Yeah. I think there's a... Not that we want to spend hours on it, but I think it's quite a lot with yeah, Leicester. You looked yeah. at the, the camera kept going to the bench. You got Jamie Vardy, yeah. Wes Morgan, Danny Simpson, yeah. the and old Okazaki. brigade. That's the old brigade on the subs bench, mm. and you kind of saw them kind of talking with each other. I bet that's a tough dressing room, Rob. And let me add this to it as well. During the day, watching the games, there yeah. was something on social media came out with them. Um, Kasper Schmeichel's dad, Peter yeah, Schmeichel, of I course. Saw it. Did you see that? I and, saw and it. Ex-Man United goalkeeper, yeah. legend of a goalkeeper. Wow, he was scathing, mm. scathing on the manager to say in an yeah. in interview. Yeah, basically saying, you know, if this is a, a good, good group. It's a good club, just haven't quite got the right manager. Mm. So that's wow. I mean, again, shouldn't be saying things like that, Peter Smart. Well, because it's obvious that it's yeah, going to come, come from, from his son, son but so he, he should know better than that. That's not good. So that's not good. Um, particularly given the, what, what the, he's trying to do and, and some of the football that they're playing. Yeah. Leicester plays some really <laughs> good stuff. They're an incredibly young team, like really young team. You know, in, in different positions, they got a lot of 22-year-olds and 21-year-olds throughout the side. Um, from, and four, yes, from four were Gray, Barnes, Madison and Gazal. Yeah, Gazal's, I think, 25, 26. Indeed, he's young in midfield. Chilwell's young. And at times, they were they were... Giving Spurs some real problems, and mm. as you say, Hugo Lloris had to come up with a couple of really big moments. Yeah, he did. I, I just thought that, that for a team that that, that people are on to the manager, mm. and he's either the next manager going to get fired, mm. and then you do see this. You know, he's he's big enough and brave enough to drop Jamie Vardy from the team. He didn't want him there, so uh, Damari Gray plays up front. It, it's it's a tough environment, it seems, for Claude Puel, but but is isn't he? F- Again, we go by what we see. Yeah. They try and play good football. Mm. This is a different Leicester. Their goal was new Leicester, by the way. The goal they scored in this game was new Leicester. Yeah. Great football, switch to play, got it out, good ball in along the ground, Vardy comes in to score. Yeah, maybe an old scorer, but that's new Leicester. That's what they're trying to do, and that's what he's trying to do with this young group. Yeah. I mean, they played really well against some of the best sides in the division. Again, they come out with a loss, and I get that. And then, mm. what are they, mid-table, like 12th or something yeah. right now, Leicester, um, and, and they'll want to be higher than that. But surely, you know, when you look at that, you're not immediately thinking, flipping out, this team aren't playing for him, or they've got no idea, or they're not creating anything. They could have scored four or five goals. Yeah. Like, incredible. Which the one, who went through? Was it um, Barnes? Barnes went through. Uh, yeah. I mean, really? Score, yeah. You didn't score that? Yeah, we went through one on one. Hit the goal. Wow. A little bit of inexperience. So, inexperience, yeah. yeah. He's quick, and he's Gray. direct. I thought he gave Trippy a real tough time of it, yeah. by the way, on, on the, on the left hand side. And, and you're right, Robin. And the problem is that plaudits are great, but Leicester, Leicester fans want points. For some reason, they're not having Claude Puel. I don't know why. If I had a manager like Claude Puel and I saw what was, was being built, I'd be like, I'm going to back this guy. This, this guy looks like he's, got, he's, got, he's, he's lowering the age. Uh, he's almost doing a little bit like Poch had to do going in at Spurs. He's, he's, he's dealing with some of the older players. He's leaning the thing up, and then he's coming with a new brand of football. Now, that takes a bit of time, and it'll take a bit of investment. It'll take a little bit of patience, and there'll be the odd day when you're disappointing, but you'll see good football. I think, and, and it's, a, it's a big and bold statement, Leicester City winning the title... 
has got so many great things to remember it by. I think, in a way, is could harm them in in in, in the near future, because all of a sudden there's there's this expectation, there's this change, there's this there's a group of players. Now, don't miss to talk badly of, of the Wes Morgans, of Casper Smichels, of Danny Simpsons, of Okazaki's, and those probably good lads and Jamie Vardy. But some of them now, it needs to lean up again. It, it's a, it's, I see Leicester as a mini Chelsea. I see a dressing room and some players that I'm not sure how committed they are to, to the manager and, and the cause. And I see an issue where this thing needs to change a little bit. I think, I think you know, going back to, to where the, the problems and the pressure comes on, it's been at home. They've been poor yeah. at home. Yeah. I mean, they lost to Man United, which is a difficult match. They lost at home to Southampton. They, yeah. Before that, they lost at home to Cardiff City. Yeah. You know, I think in the League Cup. New, they... Newport in the FA Cup was a, t- was a terrible right, thing right. to play a, a B team on your Leicester City. That, that yeah. was just a terrible so there's, thing. So, you know, I'm sure Leicester fans who, who don't like him will, will, be, yeah. will be shouting at the radio saying, well, hang on a minute, guys. You know, they haven't been good at home. Yeah. And, and that's really important. We mm. both know. Correct. We've been there for a lot of years and we know how important it is for you to play well in front of your home fans. We know what it feels feels like when it, when the results are bad it's not great and i get that's been happening but surely the away performances have been the results have been much better there there has to be a kind of appreciation that th- this isn't going to change overnight and it is different and the players are young but isn't it kind of nice and a little bit exciting that some of these young players are starting to thrive and they're starting to do well they're starting to create chances not score them of course which they have to learn to do but there's enough signs for me, and we've seen plenty of Leicester, to think, you yeah. know what, I know there's been some bad times at home, but this is all right. This is all right. Don't jump on this guy to fire him. Um, but we'll see. You know, we'll see the, the pressure and what's going on behind the scenes, the dressing room, if they're not behind him, yeah. then it becomes difficult. Um, but listen, I just think we des- they deserve a mention. They, they deserve credit yeah. today because it's not but easy at this level against that team with young up, players up Wembley, have, yeah. have a spell of playing some really nice football and creating a lot of chances. Just before we move on, mate, like, I, mm. I want to get your you take on the Vardy thing because in, in oh, yeah. the studio yeah. we, we were debating it a little bit and obviously it's, I think it's the first time I've ever seen done in the Premier since, since we've had the rights. Yeah. So Jamie Vardy's warming up as a sub. They yep. win the penalty kick to Madison um, goes down under Vertonghen's challenge. Referee points to the spot. Yeah. Claude Puel sends on Jamie Vardy. Apparently, sort of said if Vardy felt he, he he was happy to take it, he's happy. Madison looked like he was very prepared to give the ball to, to Vardy. Vardy takes the kick, and it's a good, it's a decent save by by Hugo Lloris. Not the best penalty he's ever taken, no, but it, it, no. it, it, the goalkeeper comes up with, with a good save. Hmm. Now, I said to, Beck said to me, "Oh, is that a bad decision?" I said, "Well, it's a bad decision because he missed, and it's a good decision as he scores." And I said. From my point of view, if I've got a guy who's the club's leading scorer, who takes penalties and he scored his last six penalties in the Premier League, and he's coming on, then I'm okay with him coming on and taking the penalty. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't yeah, okay with it. I'm not yeah. okay with it. it, it what are you not okay about? Because the, he's been sat on his backside, he's had a warm-up, He's not in any way used to anything about that out, out being out there, getting his legs stretched, getting his legs warm, getting a feel of the football, getting a feel of everything. The, the, just, just, just getting his mind up to what's going on, to be ready, to be his heart, to be pumping it at the right. I mean, he's just not. He's just not in the best position to succeed right there. You know, the boys pop there. It's the first time he's kicked the ball, and he's been sat on the sideline a long time. And mm-hmm. for to ask him to come up and to take that penalty, I just thought it was a mistake, Rob. And Did I get you? his record. I, I, I get I his personality, really his experience. Like that. I just think it's difficult. Like the first t- kick of the ball in that yeah, but environment, it, it, your those mentality's guys not up to speed. Those guys generally, like those those good penalty takers, just do it with their eyes shut. It's part of the rhythm. They run up, they know where to go, and they hit the ball. We were trying to align it to an NFL kicker, really. I mean, he's not in the game running up and down. He comes on, he's got to whack it ball down. Yeah, but he's the on the sideline kicking a ball into a net for like 20 minutes before he. I mean, he's constantly warming up his leg. He's kicking a ball, he's kicking a ball. He's, he's, he's rehearsing you, that moment. James, uh, Jamie Vardy's not kicking anything on the sideline. He's just warming up, doing a few stretches. He's like, okay, I'm coming onto the field of play. He, yeah. he's not, he's, he's not, his, his, his body temperature's not to what he wants to be. He's not. He's not got familiar with the football Listen, I th- yeah I, I, I hear just, you and I, I, and I get the was, I get yeah. these two sides of the argument yeah, and, I, and, and I'm not going against yours I think if, if you're a Claude Puel kind of supporter you say well you, he's a goal scorer he's a man yeah. regular taker and I did it yeah. I think if you're not you, 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 you say well what if Madison had take it, taken it and missed 
Do you know what people would have said? Yeah, oh, probably. you should have let Vardy do it. He's yeah. your goal, but he's, he's your yeah. man. He scores. So you can't win unless Jamie Vardy puts the ball in the back end. Yeah, but he didn't. No, so that, absolutely. That, that's, yeah, absolutely. you know, and it wasn't a great. If it, if it was, you know, smashing into a top corner and the keeper makes a brilliant save, then you know what? There's not much else he can do about it. Mm. But it was kind of, it, it was nowhere near the corner, and it's a good height for him. And then Jamie Vardy being Jamie Vardy nicks a goal anyway. It's like he did. Oh, he did. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, good. Yeah. Listen, not a great result for Leicester, but I thought it was a decent day yeah, at Wembley. And, and like you said, it was good to give a bit of love to a team not in the top six. Yeah. And hopefully, uh, Club Well gets time to, to see this thing out and, and, and manage this football club to su- some success. Yeah. Let's talk about a club that's having plenty of success at the moment. Uh, win after win after win for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul Pogba continues to, to come good. Uh, things going swimmingly well against the Fulham team that. I'm afraid individual areas, defensive mistakes, looks like it's going to send them back to the championship. Um, more of the same for Ollie. Did we learn anything more from this, you know, away win? Yeah, I learned a couple of things, Rob. I, um, the midfield of Matic, Herrera and Pogba is really good. Mm. Is really well balanced. It, it's, you know, Herrera can do a little bit of everything. Yeah. Matic, we know what he does in linking the stuff together and sniffing out danger and being physical. Pogba, of course, now with with the attacking mindset of the team, he's, he's I mean, where he was for his goal, he's almost playing as a striker. Yeah. So there's license there to do stuff. The goals came from United thinking forward, positioning themselves forward and playing the ball forward. The Pogba finish is ridiculous, yeah. isn't it? I mean, the goalkeeper, yeah, you've got mm-hmm. to look at the goalkeeper, but just the, 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 left the swing of that left foot and the accuracy and the power is pretty special. Mm-hmm. Martial going through, <sighs> again, quality oh, finishes, oh. great move, great, great balance, you know, determination to stay on his feet and to, to manoeuvre that ball into the corner. So I, I think that, in terms of the positive side of things, you know, made a few changes yeah. with games coming up uh, and and still, it still made me write down, Rob, that, that, that the focus was excellent. The attitude mm. and the quality was mm. excellent given Champions League football on Tuesday. Yeah. You know, and that's what's impressive about this is there's n- there was no drop-off the last game or so, you know, maybe we weren't quite as good. But back to very good. Now, on the on the, on the the negative side of things, mm. Rob, I'll tell you where we're going to go. We're going to go to the same place for me the last few weeks. Romelu Lukaku. Big and just state, you, you know. <laughs> so so let me say this as a, as, a, as a statement. Wow. I can feel the someone wh- coming here. You need okay. a drum roll. Yeah. So given the change and the level and the speed of the attacking football of Man United, Romelu Lukaku now looks out of his depth is if the level of football mm. is too high for him in that spot, being offside, mm. giving the ball away, you know, mm. it, it, not looking like he's, he's excited to be in, in part of the fast-flowing football. I mean, that's just how I see it, yeah. and that might seem yeah. really, really harsh. I'm just saying it as honest as I can yeah. be. When I look at the game, he looks out of his depth like this isn't for him anymore. Well, I said when to you when, last week, you know, Rob, this is going to be Romelu Lukaku is going to be a problem to 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 Solskjaer, whoever is at the football club. Yeah, but do you, but do you, what do you think? Do you I think, think, think Romelu Lukaku is, 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 is he? Is he the, the overriding when I looked at, uh, at the at not the team as a whole, but but certainly the part of the team was that was part Manchester United B team. And Romelu Lukaku is the main striker in Manchester United's B team. Manchester United's A team has Romelu Lukaku on the bench. Now, when you've been bought for the amount of money he's been bought, when you've been the main goal scorer in the football club you've been at, when you're at his age and, and standing in, in, in international and world football, you're not happy with a young kid, as, as good he is, as nice a kid as he is, in front of you, scoring goals, looking the part, and looking the team looking better with him than without than with you. And so, come the summer, it's going to be a problem for somebody. Romelu Lukaku played the whole game, mm. couldn't score against this Fulham back line. And I would say this, Robbie Earl, if, a, if somebody came to watch that game and they were asked to look at strikers, they're not seeing much different between... Andres Alexandra Mitrovic and Romelu Lukaku. That's what I'm saying. Lukaku puts mm. himself around like mm. Lukaku does. Mitrovic, you know, w- will be a goal threat like like Lukaku sometimes looks like he is when he bundles his way through. Now again, it might be too harsh, but I'm telling you right now from that game, Mitrovic and Lukaku, I didn't see a great deal of difference in terms of what they bring to their team and the qualities that they offer. No, uh, 
unfortunately, Rob, I can't give you an argument on that. And um, these, these, what I would say is Mitrovic played, I thought, re- reasonably well for Fulham, and Romelu Lukaku didn't play anywhere near his capacity. So that's the difference. Yeah, but, I mean, his, conf- I, his confidence I, I, looks quite, and he's, down. And he's a confidence yeah. player. Yeah. And, and when his confidence is low, the goals ain't coming. His movement looks low. He gets mm. laboured. I sometimes think he, he, he switches off a bit. His brain, like you say, the offsides. He sometimes, I seem kind of watching the game rather than yeah. being involved yeah. in it. And, and he's, and what, what Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has bought, this freedom and this fluidity in the way of playing, it's almost like you don't need the fixed point of that big centre forward. You know, you've got the, the, the Martial, the need something different running, from him, Rob. Yeah, something running different. behind and whatever. And he isn't doing that well enough. He's not on top of his game enough to... To, to be doing that for, for the football club. So, listen, this is a challenge for Solskjaer. You know, he, so many things have gone well. He's now got to get Lukaku because he's also got to be careful. If Rashford picks up an injury or Martial picks up one injury, mm. he might need him. So yeah. he, he doesn't really want this situation where his form goes and he doesn't he can't rely on him because mm. big games are coming for, for Manchester United mm. with the fourth spot and the Champions League, which is going to be crucial. Yeah, I just, I just think when he was good for Everton, he was good because Everton... You know, played on the counter-attack a fair bit and he's good with balls in behind. On the counter-attack, he was really good going through and finishing. And of course, what he's really good at is attacking crosses. Yeah. And if you're watching for United now as they build up the play, he's not really wanting to get involved in the intricate technical stuff. He pulls away from the ball, if it's in a wide position, ready for a cross. And he's yeah. really good at that. And under Mourinho, at times, that's where he scored a lot of his goals when, when Ashley Young would check in and swing balls in. He headed, and, and it was great. But now it's different. And you want something different from your striker. Yeah. Not some guy that's going to kind of, as you say, watch the game a little bit and find his way to the back post ready for a cross. Because there's not that many crosses coming in because there's, there's technicalities and combinations, etc., etc., to find a way through with Pogba driving through and everything else. So, yeah. listen, again, it, it may be harsh. His confidence is low a little bit. I just thought from this game, and you asked me what I'd learned yeah. from the game, blimey. You know, it, 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 it's, it's, it looks a little bit awkward with him playing up front. Just just on Fulham real quick. I mean, I mean, this is the obvious. Uh, this is stating the obvious. The, def- the defensive frailties, ineptitude, is actually pretty stunning yeah. when you watch it. Yeah. And that's not to take anything away from United's football with some brilliant goals, but blimmin' heck, oh. the mistakes and, and the, the gaps and stuff... Well, this is all with an Italian manager that it, it will try. You're supposed to be working on it, Rob. I, mean, I know, it, it but you, you haven't like... got the right individuals. No, Le Marchand no. w- I mean, was shocking as a centre back. Yeah, so, I, you know, it's t- difficult to see a way out. When you look at Babel, and, I mean, Babel wasn't great, but Schuller and Mitrovic yeah, and Vieto, and yeah, there's some good attackers bad. there. We've said this a million times before. Mm. But my goodness, if they can't defend like basic stuff, then they're not going to stay up. 58 goals conceded already. 58. Yep. I mean, it's just yep. ridiculous for a yep. team that, that wants to give themselves a chance. And at the other end of the pitch, oh, bad, by the way, can cause the teams a, a few problems. Mm. But mm. he's going to have to sort things out. With champ- uh, it'll be championship football next for Fulham. Um, just before we move on, Rob, a uh, big game for, for um, Man United Champions League, PSG. I've heard that actually Cavani might be struggling. There's no Neymar. Things against him to fall for, for Solskjaer. They say, what is it? The harder you work, the luckier you get. Mm. Big game, this one, for, for Solskjaer. In, in that, you know, if he can find his way past PSG in two games, does not start to strengthen his case. That, you know, people said, oh, they've only league games. They're only this, they're only that. All of a sudden, I think that takes him to another level in the, in the race for the, the Manchester United job. Totally agree. Totally agree. I mean, I, I had I had a, a no chance of getting past PSG, as it was before in the Mourinho and the way that uh, PSG were kind, of, were kind of looking and the new manager. Um, it, it, it's it, Now you're like, wow, they got a real chance. they got a real chance. I think there's a couple of other injuries as well that PSG might have, Rob, that, that might stop them a little bit in terms of what they're trying to do. But Cavani is a, is a big deal. He, he went out, he limped off the last game, I think, didn't he? And he's got, he's got a real problem now. Verratti is a... And may be an injury doubt as well. So United, with the way that they are playing, the confidence um, in this competition, I mean, who knows? Who knows? You know, at Old Trafford uh, on Tuesday, brilliant game, brilliant atmosphere, confidence is sky high. Some of the players for United, the key ones, were rested um, <clears throat> that game against Fulham. So it's going to be marvellous. And from from tipping, when we, I think we got the, mm. uh, the knockout stages, you know, I, I had United going out at this, this stage. <sighs> Now, I I I, that, I don't that, know. That I mean, tacking, much much that, closer. That, yeah, that attacking uh, threat they've got with Pogba driving from midfield, as you say, the balance with Herrera now and Matic. 
Lindelof and Baye, all of a sudden the players that we were going like, oh, are they going to be good enough? All of a sudden mm. look like players that we're saying, you know what, they, mm. get, they can give PSG trouble over the two mm. games. Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, it's great, isn't it? Mm. I mean, it's great competition and we'll see. Um, but they absolutely have got a, a much better chance now. I still, you know what, I still probably would just edge PSG, but, but but with no great confidence, given the mm. way that United are playing and the confidence that they've got, and poor Pogba, yeah. that looks bang on at the moment, doesn't pretty it? bang on yeah. at the moment in in all regards. I mean, what a player, what what a specimen, mm. what feet, what craft, what what creativity, what vision and, and scoring, and wow, I mean, it's mm. just quite remarkable. Not just him, but the whole team, and we are saying it every single week. But but wow, they look good. And yep. uh, it's full marks to the to the manager right now. Absolutely in charge. Ollie keeps on the getting the wins. Uh, Manchester United big game against PSG. Old Trafford will be jumping on Tuesday night as they host uh, the Parisians in a huge game in in Champions League. Just finally, Rob, let's uh, talk just a little bit about Arsenal. Went went away from home and, and managed to get a victory. Didn't keep a clean sheet, which. Bizarrely, I read somewhere that they're the only Premier League team uh, that haven't kept in a way clean sheet all season, which is all a bit weird. Mm. Um, but they got the goals with Wobie, slightly deflection, and, and uh, Lacazette led the line and, and, and got, got his goal and was enough in the end. An own goal by Klasinac um, wasn't enough for Huddersfield. I mean, Huddersfield look a bit dead and buried, I'm, I'm afraid. Uh, Ziva, I think, is already planning for life in, in the Championship. From Arsenal's mm. point of view, a regular two points, just just a thing you've got to do. No Aubameyang for illness. No Meza Ozil for illness. Oh, he, he's he's ill a lot, Meza, isn't he? Oh yeah. I mean, it's just you know who knows. This this saga continues. You know, and it, it, we've said it before. This is a difficult job. It really is. But you do get the sense around the club, Rob, that the fans know this is difficult. They know it's a difficult period of time now. Um, but 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 Meza Ozil with. with you know, we, we don't know what's wrong with him, but he's got to be involved. He's got he's got to be playing because it's going to be difficult to move him on. Um, and this is a good result, but this has been typical of Arsenal. They've had they've had to be fair. They've had some big matches against some of the bigger boys in different competitions, and they and and they've, they haven't done particularly well. Um, but this this is a big picture one for me, Rob. I think Arsenal to the end yeah. of the season now, and we're going to keep talking about them, and we're going to watch the games, of course, and, and we're going to break them down when we can. It's just so obvious to me that this is about the summer, and this is about the ownership. It's about Stan Kroenke uh, and what he's prepared to do to make this club win. And, you know, we can, you know, I speak to Arsenal fans all the time around where I live and stuff like that. And it just, that is the, that is it. And that's what people are worried about is, is what is he going to put into it? What money is he going to give them? They're worried because of the January window with no permanent signings. Um, and that's it. And that and that really is it. We've seen what um, Fenway, Fenway Sports Group have mm. done at Liverpool determination to, to increase the revenues, to increase the, the, the ground capacity, to bring in players, to sack uh, directors of football, to hire different managers, to get to win. And they're on the brink of winning. Are Arsenal going to do the same thing? Stan Kroenke has a history. He's got all these franchises in sports and they do okay. Uh, and not really many champions, not many trophies. Mm. And that would be the concern that he is the owner and he's kind of happy. It's very much like a business. Champions League football, of course, is what he needs. So, he, you know, they've got to do something about that mm -hmm. to get back in there. Um, but that is the 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 issue, and the things there's something that we all got to watch for. We can talk about structure, Rob. We can talk about owner Emery. We can talk about yeah. Mesut Özil, doctors of football, and, and everything else, and how they structure it. It means nothing if the owner doesn't want to win badly, because if he doesn't want to win badly, that you know he won't be putting mm -hmm. a lot of money in. He won't be you know driving the staff, the coaching staff, to win. Um, that that's that's the issue, and that is. Um, what I worry about for Arsenal. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you know Emery's going to get some money. Maybe they'll find a way to get rid of Özil off the the, the wage bill because it's obvious that the manager doesn't fancy him, want him, need him. I don't know. Um, so there's there's lots of questions that will get answered in the summer. Yep, for sure. Uh, it's a big summer for Arsenal. I think Arsenal fans used to feel that it was Arsene Wenger that was holding the, this team back. It seems like the ownership. Mm. Stan Kroenke's yeah. got to decide which way he wants to go. Does he want to challenge for, for silverware and, and put the, the finances in place? Or is he happy just scraping around a full spot? If he is, Arsenal fans have to understand that and, and decide whether that's what they want from, from their football club.
A couple of other results, Rob, just um, from, yeah. from this weekend. Watford 1, Everton 0. Marco Silva going back to Vicarage Road. Richarlison mm. returning, but Andre Gray's goal enough to give all three points for, for Watford. And a little bit of pressure just starting to build on Marco Silva again. Kurt Zuma got sent off bizarrely after the game. Mm. Yeah, well, it continues, doesn't it? Mm. It just continues, you know, and... and <laughs> Different stories around this Premier League. Marco Silva is just—it's just very interesting because a guy that's been sought after, certainly Everton for a long period of time. They've got him now, and yet the results continue to be very inconsistent and not what you'd expect given the resource, given the club and the money and the ownership and some of the players they've got there over the last few years. They've lost three on a spin now. Mm. You know they're in ninth spot, uh, kind of drifting downwards. So, another one of those clubs where. Like, it, it, they won't be happy. And I know yeah, in this 20-team 20, yeah. 20 Premier League, there aren't many that are happy, mm. you know. But, but Everton right now is one of those that, that really are disappointed with what's going on. I still think that the striker situation is the main problem. There's some good players there. Yeah. But if you haven't got a really talented striker in your team, yeah, and it's a bit of inconsistency. Tosin, this, this, yeah, you have Jim yeah. Tosin, you've got yeah. Calvert-Lewin. Mm. Uh, you know, Theo Walcott. Charlton can, can do it, but, yeah, but no, I think no, he's no. better from the left. So that... That <laughs> continues to be an issue. Ever Everton is a, is a tough kind of watch at the moment, given that stadium and and the pressure that can put on the, uh, the the team. Given that he he left Watford to join Everton, and Watford now four points I think ahead of Everton in the league and all that. And would would there uh, just call it, would there be an argument? Would there been an argument for Mark Silver to actually stay at Watford, enhance his reputation, where the expectancy might not been quite so high, and, and he'd have been better off. Well, so it's okay to say that now. Yeah, because Everton's I a big club. Everton's and a big that. club. Yeah, it's and it's, it's one of those clubs where I think if you're a manager and you've got a really positive sniff to go there, mm. I, I think go. you'd want to do it. Mm. You'd want to do it. It's a great it, yeah. club, Everton. Yeah. I, it's a, I think we both love playing mm. there. It's, it's just football. is. It's just one of those old grounds. Love to see them close. back up there and challenging the top six. Yeah, I want to see a good Everton. Yeah. And, and the, the owner is ready to yeah. ownership. Again, he does want to win. Yeah. And he is. In, Putting in, his in, money in and yeah. a new stadium and lots to look forward to. But mm. football's got to come on the pitch. It doesn't happen automatically, does it? You know? No. Uh, big game down at the bottom as well. Southampton 1, Cardiff <sighs> 2. We've got to give a little, little bit of love to Neil Warnock and Cardiff. Salt Bamboo who's my new BFF. I, I just love everything about Big Saul. Ken Zahul got, got a goal. And, mm. and what was an emotional week for, for the football club, Neil Warnock's done a brilliant job and, and giving themselves a chance, Rob. They really have. Really have. What a game this was. What a game it was. I mean, yeah. the weekend, Rob, in terms of pressure situations, yeah. big games and meaningful games, I thought this was right up there. Mm. I mean, you know, really, really important match in Southampton. We know they've trimmed the squad a little bit. You know, Hassan Hurtle is confident that, that what he's got and some of the younger ones that they can do well enough. Uh, but, but they're in trouble. This is an awful result, an awful result to come back, to get 1-1 and, and really late in the game and then to still lose it with that Zahor goal in the 93rd minute or whatever. I mean, yeah. it, it's, that's tough to take. And they're sat in the bottom three. I mean, it, and we all thought, and a lot of people thought that Cardiff were going to go down. I mean, the, the, of course, the, the tragedy that happened to this Emiliano Sala, yeah. this player, and the emotional strain and stress is put on a football club that have, that have come together in this situation so well, I guess. Mm. Um, and I just wonder, Rob, if, if it can galvanise this, the club and the team, the manager emotionally, to pull this mm. team away from the relegation zone. Uh, it is going to be fascinating to see. It really is because they they do lack the quality of a lot of other teams in this league. Mm. But with with a together club and a manager that's that that wears his heart on his sleeve, yeah. and my goodness, he's been strong these last couple of weeks. Uh, they might just do it. They're sat in a spot rather than 16th spot right mm. now, and a strong record at home. This away victory is going to be marvelous for them. Um, it's just it was a special result, and Southampton, you know. I, I, I changed. I had Southampton going, getting relegated at the start of the season. I liked the new manager. Yeah. I liked some of the, the, the performances early on. Good reputation in Germany. I thought it was going to be okay. Maybe I was wrong to, to doubt my, my initial Dro shout. What do you think, Rob? Uh, do you, I mean, we keep talking about the squad of players yeah. and stuff. But again, the they are where they are. They, their squad they are. isn't they, that they, good. They got back in the game at 1-1 in 91 minutes yeah. and then let up a goal and... Again, and, and let's just remember what we said on the transfer deadline. And I think we both had a similar thought. Love Hassan, loves what he's brought, brought yeah. the energy. But, but he, made, he made a big call in, in 
going lean with his squad. And, and we both said, that's a gamble. He's brave and you know, he seems to know what he's doing, but it's a bit of a gamble. And you know, with games to come, I hope he keeps his confidence in his belief that Southampton can get out. Because he has turned things around and players do look better under him. But this, this league is unrelenting. And if, um, if you're not fully at it, as Corey showed yesterday, you'll lose games. And just finally, a little, little bit of love for the Ginger Mourinho because he's turning things around at, at Burnley. Um, Sean Dyche, 3-1 winners against Brighton. Uh, Chris Wood with, with, a, with a couple of goals and Ashley Barnes. Uh, again, it was, it was a bit like Brighton of uh, Burnley of last season, to be honest, Rob. Not all the possession, well set up, disciplined, 4-4-2, hit people on the counter-attack, got a couple of goals through the, through the strikers, and um, you just get the sense now on 27 points, same points now as Brighton, funnily enough, that Burnley are going in one direction and a slight little worry for Brighton. I think that's only one win in the last 11 Premier League games now. Yeah, I mean, I think there's work. It just work. I mean, to be fair, Rob, both teams have got work to do. Yeah. 20, 27 points from 26. You're averaging just over one, you know, a point a game, and you know you want to get into 40 points. Yeah. So, I, you know, the bottom of the table, we've got 11 points at Huddersfield, 17 on with Fulham, yeah. and then the next 24, 24, six, 25, six 27, teams. 27. I mean, that, that's that's it, tight yeah, within six. three points. From Palace down, are in it. Yeah, yeah. Palace, Brighton, Burnley, Cardiff, Newcastle, Southampton are fighting for that one spot. Mm. They are, and it's going to be fascinating. And we always love it every single year. Yeah. I mean, the the. Yeah. That that threat or that that danger of being relegated from this this league is is yeah. so strong for for clubs and for players and for everybody concerned with the football club. It's going to be brilliant. We got we got races at, at, at all points, Rob, and that's what's great about it. As a, as a, as the champions, we got a race for the top four. We got a race for the best of the rest. The seventh spot thing, which I think is kind of interesting, of of that, of that six who can be the best of the other teams, and we're going to have a, a relegation race as well. And, the, and this is what what we want. What we've got 12, 12 games or so to go. Mm. It should be a fantastic finish to the Premier League. And that, Robbie Musto, is why it's the best league in the world. So that's it from us. But as ever, we want to hear from you, our listeners. So download the Two Robbies show on Apple Podcast and please let us know what you think. And this week, we're keen to hear from you, our listeners, whether you're a Chelsea fan or not. Should it be back sorry or sack sorry? Let us know what you think and we'll read out the best responses on our next podcast. So Manchester City stick six past Chelsea, Liverpool score three at Anfield and Spurs stick in the race with a good win against Leicester. And don't forget our Midweek Euro podcast when Manchester United face PSG on Tuesday. On Wednesday, Spurs face Dortmund. And on Thursday, Chelsea away at Malmo in the Europa League. What Chelsea will turn up then? I'm Earl. He's Musto. Together with the two Robbies, thanks for listening. And it's a good night from me. And it's a good night from him. Good night. Good night. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.